Okay. Welcome to the Leonard Fishbein Theater. You are listening to the sound of freedom. Freedom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Freedom, bitch. What did you say? Music. 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 The sound music. of... Oh, okay. No. I think icon. if I had have said the hills are alive, <laughs> that would be the right hills response. are alive. Anyway, this is Talk Sucker, episode two. Dos. Our immediate response <laughs> to the major motion picture, Call Me By Your Name. Made in 1954 under the Hayes Code, this mo- I'm just kidding. This oh, is a Hayes pretty new movie. Code. The, you know, the standards code for what they could show and, like, how much nudity they could get away with and everything mm. like that. They're like, oh, no homosexuality here, girl. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're all those secret gay movies. Well, what do you guys think about that? You know, that now this is, like, a super openly gay movie. Like, everyone told me that, you know, not that everyone told me, but everyone who mentioned this movie was like, oh, it's, you know, like, this great gay movie. It's, like, this edgy gay movie. Did you guys think it was edgy? No. Uh, I don't. I, I personally don't think it was edgy. And you? I, I Wait, should we use real names or code names? Not to cut off Eagle or... <laughs> <laughs> Eagle. <laughs> So you don't like Eagle as a code name? Beagle. Beagle? Okay. The Eagle Beagle. Eagle Beagle. <laughs> no, okay. So not to cut off Leo. So you, your <laughs> the response. The Eagle Beagle! <laughs> we can cut out your name if you don't want to use your name. Okay. Leon Seguro 13978. Bitch! <laughs> okay. So listen, did you think it was edgy? I, it depends on what, uh, from what I've heard about what edgy means, because I do not have the best understanding of it. Mm-hmm. It did something that was edgy in that it like like made the colors like all crazy, which I've here it's like edgy like it did edgy things, but I don't necessarily know if it itself and it's okay. form so it had edgy. like aesthetic moments. I don't know if we could consider that yeah. edginess. It, the movie wasn't transgressive at all. Did you no, think it was trans? But James Wood or Woods, whatever his name is, I haven't learned it yet. He tweeted about how, you know, it's basically like Nambla is back. You know, it was like this big fur on Twitter. And when I saw the movie, I was like, I guess Timothy Chalamet, who, by the way, turns in an Oscar-worthy performance. <laughs> like, I guess he looks pretty young, but I, then people in the bar are like, well, he's 17 in the book, and it happens in, like, Italy where that isn't illegal, you know, yeah. everything. But there was a, a big uproar. But you didn't think it was transgressive or anything? I don't think it was. I feel like it touched on some things that could possibly be transgressive, but... And of course, it being like in theaters, it's like a big thing. How popular was it? How popular do you feel that this movie was? Well, it wouldn't stop being on my social media for a couple of weeks. But that's because your social media knows that you're queer, yeah. right? Oh, wait, wait. Like as ads or as people being like, I just saw this. This is so great. Both. Oh, I feel really? like as ads and as people talking about it. I, I had mentioned this earlier that one an amazing thing happened yesterday while in the grocery store, the 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 people, the checkout people in the back are started this conversation where they're like, oh my gosh, have you seen A Quiet Place yet? It is so great. It's scarier than it. And I was like, are they getting paid to market this? This is insane. Or do people really love this like goofy movie? Zhang said he was going to go see it. So I don't know. Should we see it? Did he give you a review on he, it? He hasn't. I, I'll ask him about it. I'll send ask him. I am not going to watch any scary movie ever. I cannot handle them. I feel like this movie we just watched come by name could be sort of a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. Okay. Ooh, and so... Like a Beauty and the Beast moment. <laughs> what did you think of this movie? If you had to give this movie a letter grade, what would you give it? A letter grade? Yeah. From A to Z? 
Long for me to see. I think that it could be talked about. It could be like discussed. There, it did lots of things that were like quote unquote like a movie, like a film. It could be taught in some class. You know, the thing is, I guess now there were always lots of secret gay movies. Now this is an openly gay movie,、mm-hmm. but it's not very good. It seems, but people were nuts for it. It, it got this at least one Oscar nomination, a well deserved Oscar <laughs> nomination. But that's one particular person. Sure. It might have gotten more. I just haven't paid attention to this movie. Yeah. So, do you think that this movie is like a a Disneyfication, an easy way for like straight square people to be like, oh, I can get into this gay relationship? Hmm. I don't think, and if it was intended for that, like, I don't think it would have done a good job because, like, of like the on top of it being gay, it was like. Also, an age difference thing. So, like, it wasn't necessarily like to entice people who wouldn't regularly be into it to be into it. Because Timothy Chalamet's character Elio is seventeen, and yeah, and Army Hammer's character is forty-eight. Yeah, <laughs> basically. I mean, because if it was like, oh, I'm gonna go through the like encouraging some sort of like by curious phase or something like that.、Yeah. I don't think it would like draw as much like attention from the LGBT community. I guess. Like、yeah. It's just like it would just seem like something like it's sexualizing gay、mm. people. Do you think that the movie was all about, or for some sort of audience, where the father's confession at the end was the most meaningful part of the movie? What percentage of viewers do you think, or 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 was it intended for people to be like, this is really what it's about? About you know. Someone who made the choice versus someone who didn't, and the way time is different now in our modern accepting like present. I feel like the climax of it was Elio's wardrobe change <laughs> because he really changed it at the end. He's like going all out. He's like、yeah. he because he had a transformation in the movie. At the beginning of the movie, he dressed kind of like a、uh, summer bum, right?、Yeah. He was like kid on summer bum vacation. And then he dressed kind of like a cool, cool summer bum when he was hanging with his friends. And then he wore the shirt Oliver gave him, and he looked exactly like an Oliver clone. He's wearing that Oliver shirt the same, the same way that、uh, Oliver wears it, like rolled up sleeves, untucked. You know, it's cool. You know. And then at the end, he looked like Troye Sivan. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Timothy! I, where did they find this kid? What a great actor! What a great actor! What else was good in the movie? Okay, everyone will say their favorite background character, <laughs> since it seems there were strong opinions about that for this movie. Oh my god! Okay, go. I was really, I personally, I was really into that 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 guy, that old man who would like like he, the helper groundskeeper. Yeah, he、guy. was like a groundskeeper. Yeah, and yeah. he he like brought out a fish, and the fish was like so cute and was making faces, and like the kid made faces at the the fish, and then like he was like chilling on the grass when like people were like talking, giving them some side eye, right? Yeah. And then, okay, that's a good one. The fish scene was, you know, did you find the fish scene sexual? Ooh, no, like, I thought that the, they they showed a fish or... open mouth gaping, and it was like moving its mouth open. You know, it looked very biological. And then、uh, Elio was like mimicking the motion to the fish. You know,、mm-hmm. and people told me that the book was all about Elio going down on、uh, the Oliver. Character,、oh. so I feel like maybe、oh. it was more about that in some other version of it. But you know, 
Israel, who's your favorite background oh character? Oh my gosh, I love that woman. She like would always like come and help Elio out. She was like making dinner after he was being all sad. She he was just like what, crying. What was her name? From Malaga? No. La Almohada? No. <laughs> I think it was like La Almohada. No, it's like, um, <laughs> La Pulga? No. <laughs> Una Pluma? No. Fumigadora? Oh, yeah. Like Fumalga or something. Fumalga. Fumalga. Fumalga? Fumalga? Something like that. Fumalda or Fumalga? Something like that. Fumigadora? Oh, my God. That's not her name. Earlier, we were talking about Call Me By Your Name. Is that the name of the movie? Call Me By Your Name? Yeah. Hmm. I'll call you by your name. I know, because it's such a reasonable request that they make to Call Me By Your Name. Such a, such a, such a hook to hang your hat on, was that, that naming convention. Anyway, we were wondering why, why they did it, you know, the, why they called each other by each other's name. They're kinky as fuck. That's what Leo's reasoning <laughs> is. I thought maybe they couldn't have pet names for each other because it would out them too easily. Speaking of outing, we just saw Love, Simon. <laughs> That's our response. <laughs> Nothing to say. Okay. You can hear the crickets chirping. And the cockroaches wrestling. So we we actually, uh, I'll be honest, we got to this movie a few minutes late. He was uh, on his computer typing about how he's got a secret or something like that. There's probably only a couple minutes. Uh, the, the the intro is like in like the trailer, basically. So it's like you didn't miss anything. Yeah. And they like did a like they redid it like at, like at, right at the part where we got there. They they basically said everything just like at the same time. Hmm. So it's like we didn't miss anything, hmm. really. Okay. Did you think that this movie was should we compare to Call Me by Your Name right away, or should we just try to discuss it by itself for a minute? I think Let's discuss it by itself. itself. Okay. Jinx. Nope. You no, what? No, too way too late. So, did you think it was good? Is that a too broad a question? I think it's a little broad, but I would consider it to a quality that. I enjoyed watching it in the theater, I guess. I'd consider it a movie. Yeah, I'd consider it a movie. And it's squarely I'd consider it a movie. Here's the thing. I feel like whether I liked it or not, I feel like it's going to do a lot of good for, like, the target audience. Because... Who is the target audience? Like, young, like, teen gay people or whatever. Gays, gays. Yeah. Cause like young teen gays, I feel like that's the audience for chatty caddies. I don't know why I didn't catch on more, but we'll discuss that <laughs> later. Okay, what do we discuss? What? Okay, do you think that it was edgy? No, no, not at all. I did not think it was edgy. Did you think it was realistic? I feel like it represented a story that could be realistic. Yeah. Okay, but maybe you didn't so relate so much to Simon, and if if not, why? Was he too rich? Was everything about his life just too perfect and white and square and corny? Yeah. Even like, <laughs> you could say even you like could his family that. is just like, there's like these liberal people. I don't know. Wow, and Jennifer Garner with an Oscar-worthy performance. Yeah. Did everyone love Jennifer Garner? That's the mother. She played the mother. Sure. 
Ooh, Jennifer Garner. I can't believe Ben Affleck let that slip away. <laughs> what an idiot. You wouldn't have? Let Jennifer Garner slip away? Yeah. I, every night I'd be like, babe, you're a genius. Let's watch 13 Going on 30. Oh, yeah. 13 Going on 30. Yeah, that's yeah, a great that movie. movie. I didn't it's watch cute. it. She's oh, we should watch it. It's yeah. great. I was going to say, I asked if this movie was safe and straight and square and corny because I'd... I'd seen a couple things on social media about either of these movies, and we can we can respond to social media because that's that's a thing now. The one thing that I saw a couple times was the people being like, "I just could not relate to this character because everything about their life was basically so perfect and rich and just kind of." And I was like, "Sure, I guess I can see that." I feel know? like that was more of an issue with calling by your name, though. Like it's just like who is gonna be in these situations? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, if you're like a, a grad student in a summer yeah, holiday. Yeah, I like those like rich, Italian Alps. Like, yeah. yeah. You just go to your summer house and I'm like... Oh, oh and they, they seemed to know everything and they were wasting all their time reading. Yeah. Th- this is the thing also. That was kind of a period piece picture set in the 90s mm-hmm. before Technic. Because uh, one of the big differences with Love, Simon is that it was one of these modern movies and TV shows where they had to try and make it compelling internet searching and compelling emailing, which is always a funny thing because it's not exciting to to use the computer. You know, I mean, you find things out quick, and the excitement is in that you that like knowledge is available quickly, but it's not you know a compelling thing to be watching constantly. Although he did Google something that made us laugh: how to dress like a gay guy. <laughs> that made us laugh. Uh, do you think he dressed well like a gay guy? I think he dressed the same as he did before. So it's just like, whatever. I really love the uh, hair and makeup. In one scene, they just gave him two gigantic zits. <laughs> did you know this? Yeah. yeah. They were like weeping white heads on his like forehead. All okay, right, Leo. Most attractive person in Love, Simon. Who is it? Who would you most want to be with from Love, Simon? The dad. Ooh. Maybe. Izzy, same question. Well, Leo thinks about it. Although he, I know no one can see it at home or wherever you're listening to this, but he seemed to really enjoy that dad response. Izzy, who is the hottest guy in Love, Simon? I don't know. I feel like we kind of talked about this, and I think I agree with you with the pianist. Yeah. Miles Heiser, mm-hmm. I love you. <laughs> Miles, wherever you're listening to this, I love you. You were great in... Parenthood? What, whatever the show you were I in. Think that's what, what? I think that was the show we were yeah. in. With that woman who's in Good Girls now. Mm, good Girls. Yeah. Okay. Daughters of the Good Wife? I will never know. Did you think that the vice principal character was good? Did you think he was necessary? Mm. No. Leo shaking his head no. The vice principal character played by Tony Hale... Buster Bluth from Arrested Development. He was just jabbering all the time in the middle, and then after, you know, for, for there's spo- spoilers ahead for those of you that have not watched Simon. Uh, when he gets outed on that Secrets website, mm-hmm. the next day, his principal, the vice principal, m- makes a point to tell him that when he said they had things in common, he didn't mean this, but he's wearing that rainbow pin on his lapel. I think it's a rainbow pin, that's all, right? Hmm. Who do you think this movie would offend, if anyone? Offend? 
I think it was like kind of designed to like not offend people. I feel like because it was like like you said, it was very white and very corny, very like perfect. I I'll be honest. I thought "Call Me by Your Name" that we watched earlier was the Disneyfied movie. It was the Disneyfied queer cinema because. You know, it starts with kind of forgettable, like, classical music composition. It has, like, songs, new songs by Sufjan Stevens in it. It starts with, like, you know, imagery of, like, Greek and Roman statues to kind of give that idea of, like, this idea of, you know, intergenerational, like, same-sex love is something that's been done before. Don't be so scandalized. It's in a place where it's legal. They, like, lead you into it, like, very safely, very slowly. Whereas this movie did not even need to do that because it was just about this kid. Nothing happens. They do the most benign peck on the lips at the end of the movie, and everyone is sitting there cheering, watching. And it is really sort of grotesque that everyone was there to like witness this act at the end of the movie. I, I didn't quite understand it. I guess that's what kids like to do. They like to be watched. Yeah, they like to watch for sure. Like I know, like my cousins who are like about this age that were like their lives are the age like represented or the age of the real actors because they all look like a the age look represented. Like 20s. The age represented. Okay. The the age age actually. It's like older than us, so yeah, <laughs> for sure you guys older than all of us, right? Millennials, yeah, all, all of us listening are millennials. Okay. Millennials. Do you think that queer cinema should offend or should be transgressive? Do you think that these movies miss the mark in some way? The fact that there's, I asked who they offended, and there was dead air. Call me by your name could offend people. Because of the age difference? Yeah. And because or, at certain points in Call Me By Your Name, it does seem coercive. Mm -hmm. They show Timothy Chalamet's character kind of having a push and pull with the whole idea, mm -hmm. constantly going back to women in between like these dalliances with uh, the Oliver character. And certainly he was not that enthusiastic about the dalliances with women. He was always looking at his watch and that one yeah. where, you know, Oliver was like, I'll meet you at midnight. But there was still like a certain point where it felt coercive and then when like mm -hmm. later, Oliver was like I hope that everything's okay he's like don't worry I'm not gonna tell anyone it yeah. kind of had like a, a bit of a scuzzy patina at the very least but even still I don't think that it would mostly offend anyone mm -hmm. you know I mean it asks you to, to to believe a lot call me by your name certainly but yeah. Timothy oh my gosh a tour de force <laughs> performance I truly believed he was interested in Army Hammer it was oh, amazing Armand Hammer. Armand. We love your museum, Army Hammer. If you're mm -hmm. listening, we love your museum. I go there all the time. And you your ba and your baking right soda. You know his grandfather named Armand Hammer bought Armand Hammer because it had his name, and he he was already a famous businessman. He bought it afterwards because he thought it was a good goof. Is this true? <laughs> I don't know. Is it true? We'll never know. We'll never know. I can look it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Love Simon musically. Did you like the soundtrack? I don't remember. They they played a Kink song that I liked at the beginning, and then after that, I didn't really recognize it. What, so what had better music? Call me by your name. Call me by your name. Mm -hmm. Okay. I feel like a lot of the shots and stuff, like it was more like film esque and it was pretty and aesthetic. Yeah. I'm like, Th this was definitely more like very standard. I feel like this was very palatable. Whereas Call Me By Your Name was not pa not not palatable. 
approachable, maybe, you know? But this one was, was truly like, you know, a piece of white bread with a cup of water, basically. Wouldn't offend anyone. The Conway from just like made no impression on me for the most part. How about this? Let's say one thing we like about the movie or one of the characters in the movie. I think Army Hammer in Call Me By Your Name was truly channeling Anthony Michael Hall from Sixteen Candles with his dancing, and that was amazing. Because, I mean, you know, they they were dancing to an 80s song, and I was like, the way he was holding his arms and even, like, you know, his face and his hair, I was like, oh my gosh, he's totally doing Anthony Michael Hall. This cannot be, like, a coincidence. If it is a coincidence, it's beautiful. Leo, what did you like about either Army Hammer or the movie in general. If we say positive things about Army Hammer, we get money. <laughs> we get a membership to the Army. Oh, the Hammer Museum is free for us whenever we want to go. It, used to, is. it used to only be free on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. So we used to be like, oh, it's yeah, Thursdays, we're on the West Side, let's pop it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Izzy, one thing you like about Army Hammer? Well, I want to talk about the movie in general. Okay. I kind of like the t- the imagery that was used with all the flies that were around the house. Like, you know, he was just trying to jack off and then a fly shot out of his underwear or something like that. Yeah. There were lots of flies in Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. Call Me By Your Name, what was your favorite thing about it? When he fucked the peach. Ooh. <laughs> Do I dare to eat a peach for our, for our nerdy listeners? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Elio has sex with. Wait, isn't Elio the name of a pizza brand? Of <laughs> a pizza. Like it's a, like a, it's like a, a pizza that comes no, in like rectangle. It comes in these rectangular like sheets, and then you break it into three smaller thin rectangular slices. It's right. delicious. It's like a really cheap kind of the kind of thing you get at Showbiz Pizza or Chuck E. Cheese Pizza. You know, basically that kind of feel oh, to I it. I love Chuck E. Cheese. Ooh, we should get some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually prefer Showbiz Pizza, which Elio's Pizza is a lot closer to. Showbiz had the was the other animatronic singing and dancing pizza. You are listening to the sound of freedom. freedom. Welcome to part three of our ongoing discussion on the queer cinema that's come out lately. Call me by your name and love, Simon. In a word, irrelevant. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> you think so? Cut it. N- Cut no, it slow. I'm, I'm, I'm goofing. Push it back into the riverbank and watch I'm, it flow down the river. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like they were very safe very you know digestible is that a bad thing i don't know here's the thing yeah these movies maybe they're like they're kind of like safe and boring and bland yeah but also how many generations have had openly gay movies that they can be like oh yeah it's okay to be gay and stuff yeah, but they could be good gay movies. They could. But, but they just <laughs> have to be first, and then they'll get yeah. like, more nuance. That's what you're saying? Yeah. Even in, like, Call Me By Your Name, which is, like, kind of recent, like, they don't have a happy ending together. Like, the end credit scene is literally the kid crying, just, like, for the entire credit scene. Let's name other fantastic movies where the last shot is a character crying. Or flipping out. Uh, Vertigo? Chatty Caddies. Chatty Caddies? And Chatty Caddies, they, and Chatty Caddies, they, they cry at the, the last scene, remember? She cries for an incredibly long amount of time. Mm. Oh, Chantal Dion. Oh, Jean Dion. Jean Dion. 
She just kind of does nothing, I think, right? Or she's, I don't know, does she cry at the very end? I, I feel like, doesn't does she have a tear at the end? I can't remember. I don't remember. Or is that another movie? I think so. But I'm imagining, like, a tear, like, a tear running down a woman's face after, like, her just... After she sings there. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Anyway. So you think it's good that there are these movies because then they'll get into good nuanced movies later on. Yeah, for sure. Because gay movies in the past have had bad portrayals of gay people. They always end up dead or unhappy in some way. What about cruising? Did they, did they die in cruising? Yes. Tons of people died in cruising. Like, that was a bad thing. Now it's like... Their stories are like becoming more open. Also, also, it's important to note that Simon is not R-rated. A lot of gay movies up to now have been like R-rated, so like younger audiences are not able to see them. You know, I remember I was uh, with uh, Stoby one time, and we had you know some discotheque I can't remember, and they were having a party there because it was a sequel that came out to a gay movie and the people kept on being like, it's the first gay sequel. And I was like, is that real? Is that? (laughs) And it seemed like, you know, a rinky-dink movie like I'd never heard of. I'd never heard of the first one. And I was like, I guess this counts, but, you know, so weird. gay sequel. Is there good gay TV now? Oh, Drag Race? Hello? Sure, that's a specialty show. Some of those gay shows or whatever that that, that are on, they seem so basic and like the stories are so yeah, bland. It's and, like and it's like queer folk saying, or something it, like it, that. Yeah, queer folk. You know, some of the things were just so like I was like, I normal guess. Queer, um, gay thing. A, a, Modern or, Family has a uh, yeah, like a gay couple, gay couple yeah. like famously, I think. Yeah, but they're usually like comedies or something. Like they don't touch upon like. Serious things. I mean, queer well, do, is like but serious, but it's also, and, and I guess because of how like new it, it is or was, the stories are so bland and kind of like generically blah. Yeah. You know? So we've got to wait for good gay, gay TV or just appreciate like gay characters with more nuance and depth on regular, on, on real TV or straight TV. Should we call it straight TV? Straight TV? Hetero TV? I don't know. Or just regular TV. This TV, I guess. No, I feel like straight TV. I think we straight have to, TV. like... Yeah, differentiate. Okay. But, like, here's the thing. Well, like, what's straight TV versus gay TV? Like, for example, like, would you say, like, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is gay TV or straight TV? Straight, straight TV. TV. Really? Yeah. Straight TV straight with TV gay appeal. Gay sprinkles. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's so, so, so musical and, like, so, like... It is a musical and there are gay and queer characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, does musical equal gay all the time? I don't know. Like, <sighs> like when they're singing, like, a, he, he like, the one of the characters sang a song about being bisexual. Yes. Okay, so it's, like, gay TV or, like, queer TV, just, like, TV that queers and gays, like, watch or whatever? So Drag Race. Drag Race for sure. Like I feel like audience. Drag Race is the pinnacle of like because it's made by gay people, by gay people for, for gay, gay people. people. Well, and and it's like about gay people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because when you say that queer people watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, not queer that I've people. seen, but not, or not on mass. Yeah. You know? Do you think that it's weird that Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet are straight? That they're, that they're openly straight. 
Army Hammer has a wife. Yeah, he gets married and shit. I mean, in the movie, he gets engaged at the end, but in real life, he also has a wife and children. Oh. You think it's weird? Because I feel like transgender people, like, there's always, like, they, they, they kick up dust, and they're like, why are these other people, like, representing us and telling our stories, this and that, you know, give us a voice. But then I feel like for these two, it's like, oh, it's really cool that they did this. Like, they played filthy, disgusting, gross gay people, and, like, it's going to help their careers. But I think if, a, if a, an actor actually comes out as, you know, queer, and they are thought of as a love interest, it harms their career. I think people are reticent to come out because of it. What are we talking about? Army Hammer? Secret Army straight? Hammer. He's Secret openly straight. straight. He's openly straight. Openly straight. <laughs> and what do you think of Timothy Chalamet? Is that his name? Chet. What? I'm so bad with these names. I really should look them up before these. Chabray? <laughs> what is his last name? Chardonnay. Academy Award nominated Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet? I don't know. He's French or something. Who's yeah. Charlemagne? Charlemagne? Yeah. Who's that king? <laughs> <laughs> that king. That's like, that sounds familiar. One of the things about Love, Simon is that, yeah, maybe it wasn't relatable because of his perfect situation, but I think they knew that and they try to make him more relatable through the use of pop culture because he had a lot of toys of like popular TV shows like Adventure Time, Bob's Burgers posters. Do you think the pop culture was more relatable or the fact that everything was so like awkward and cringy, which I think they were trying to relate to like a, a teen kind of showing how everything's the same, you know? Yeah, I was talking about how it's more of a coming of age movie as opposed to focusing on the queer lifestyle or some sort of hidden gate. Like, I don't know, actually talking about gay history or community or anything of that. It was focused on him and, like, just, like, a teen romance type. Yeah, like, more like a coming-of-age, like, first crush type thing. Mm -hmm. Do you think Martin was a true villain? Martin Mm -hmm. being the character that blackmailed him and threatened out him and then did out him. Yeah, for sure. Like, what the fuck was up with him? Like, (laughs) he just thought that he was, like, the best thing ever and that if he was going to be super, like crazy and did these antics to turn on chicks like he was just gonna end up fine he's just like there's a loser oh you're being pretty rough on mark <laughs> he looked cute from eight percent of shots he looked cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought it was weird that he was like my brother's gay and then he proceeded to play yeah. Gay yeah i thought it was a, a bit didn't ring true real. or maybe they were just like he's loathsome even with a gay brother he's blackmailing this other mm-hmm. gay kid should we blackmail something? <gasps> no, don't go do that. Blackmail's bad. Black I'll do it. Blackmail's a tough one. Are we gonna blackmail Army Hammer? Ooh. We, we, we don't have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what do we have on Army Hammer? Is he a secret we're gonna, like, gonna expose you <laughs> as a secret straight. <laughs> I'm gonna expose you as a secret <laughs> straight to the gay community. We're gonna yeah. tell everyone that you and your wife I'm gonna drop the hammer. <laughs> Drop the hammer on Army Hammer. At the beginning of Call Me By Your Name, Army Hammer arrives at this, you know, villa in Italy. And immediately he's like, I'm tired, I'm going to go take a nap. And he goes to take a nap. And it gave me an idea for a movie that I would have preferred where had lots of other stuff happen to Timothy Chalamet's character. And then afterwards, Army Hammer would have come out and at the end of the movie and been like, ah, my nap's over. <laughs> 
And that's the end of the movie? When he wakes up. I mean, pretty much. Just have him come in, go nap, and crazy stuff happens to everyone else, and then they, they wake up. You should, he shouldn't even wake up. He should, you should just come back, and he's still sleeping. <laughs> he's just mentioned in the first page. And he, he's just in different clothes. He changes <laughs> clothes because it's the next day. He looks exactly the same. <laughs> what world would you rather live in? Call me by your name or love Simon? I feel like if I have a summer house and I'm like <laughs> chilling and I know that my family's gonna give me this inheritance, I feel like I'd, I'd love to be in Call Me By Your Name. But, but does that mean you would wanna be one of the characters in it? So I think Leo's asking, would you wanna be with Army Hammer? <laughs> okay, he leaves, so he can, he can have his fun times, like, afterward. Like, You're just waiting out the summer for him to leave. Yeah. <laughs> you can get back to your nice little life. I'll dissociate for, like, that little, like, <laughs> time, and then I'll be fine. Uh, what about you, Leo? Which world would you rather live in? Uh, I, I personally, I think, I, I think Love, Simon. Okay. I'm, I'm torn, because it would be nice to live in Europe, but... Everyone in Love Simon was circumcised. Oh my god. Right? But I can't. My name is Israel anyway. <laughs> you, you, mean, you mean in Common By Your pass. Name? Yeah, everyone in Common By Your Name was circumcised. Yes, I said Love Simon. Oh no. Everyone in Love Simon, TBD. We don't the, know. The, the boyfriend, may, most likely. <laughs> right? Blueish? I don't know. Oh, that he, he's circumcised yeah. for sure. That's what I was saying. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And was the true villain of Come By Your Name Elio's mother? Ooh. Who was ashamed of her Jewish heritage, oblivious about her son's sexuality and relationship. She was like, look. And didn't she do something else that was loathsome? And so the one that came out at the end was a dad? That was a dad? Yeah. He was, was like saying all that stuff. Yeah. He wanted to try it. Yeah, when he was younger. Yeah. He should have tried it. See, then my dad would have been fine with it. I would be gay. And I would, like, still have, like, all this stuff. And you'd only have to put up with Army Hammer for, yeah. one, for one summer. And you could read a lot, I guess. Mm-hmm. You waste your time reading. Oh, I'm going to go on a first day and I'm going to dig up those statues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, love, Simon. Last thoughts? Those do are the like, last thoughts I want to have about it. Do we like that it's popular? Do you, do we think there's gonna be there's no water in that? It's cup? it's popular. It seems popular. Yeah, I would say it's popular, popular enough. You know? Okay. I feel like people are seeing it. I mean, there's no a quiet place. <laughs> Cashiers at the checkout stand aren't talking about, about how how great it is. They are. They're doing buzz marketing. It must be. They're talking about how great a quiet place was. They're like, it was scarier than it. I haven't seen that in the It was funny. It? Yeah. The new one? It was hilarious. (laughs) This is part where he starts dancing. He looks hilarious with his, like, giant cranium. That's cool. Mm -hmm. You were listening to The Sound of Talk Sucker, episode two. If you want to get in touch with us on social media, we are at TalkSucker on Twitter at TalkSucker on Instagram. Israel is Quesa Noche on Instagram. And that's Q-U-E-S-A-N-O-C-H-E. He's also Bicedillo, B-Y-C-E-D-I-L-L-O on Instagram. And Leo does not have social media. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, subscribe. Leave us a rating or a review, but only if you have glowing things to say. Thank <laughs> you.